two, one. Oh, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, children of all ages, welcome back here to Pure Finesse with the host, Jacob Murchison, and my co-host, lovely friend, and I'm pretty sure he needs to have a glass of chalky milk beside him at all times, That's Malcolm Govius. Thank you. Thanks for the clap, too. I appreciate that. God's love. Oh, I'm just fired up today because Malcolm, it's finally here. Selection Sunday is upon us. And that means it's time for the pure finesse March Madness extravaganza. Yes, sir. So we have this gorgeous looking bracket here made by the great marketing designers here at Pure Finesse Sports. So Malcolm, the group of 68 has been made up tonight. So we all know who's going to be making it to the dance here in Indianapolis. But we know two teams that are not going to be in this for the first time since 1976. Two mainstay schools who are always in this tournament, the University of Duke and the University of Kentucky, will not be participating in the big dance. So you will not be seeing Coach K and you will not be seeing Coach Cal for the first time in a very, very long time together. Well, it's 2021. Just last year and this year just have been a bunch of sport weirdness going on and sport blunders and just things that you didn't think would ever happen. And 2021 continues with that trend in this happening. Since 1976, both of them haven't made it. Uh, Like the first time they haven't made it, that's just insane to me. Exactly that, right? Which means that opens the door for some new schools that are going to be in this tournament. Some schools probably will surprise you or how they are ranked because you think of them more of the football side of the athletics rather than basketball. But Malcolm's going to get into it right now. We're going to start with the West region. Yeah, we're going to start with the number one overall ranking seed, the Gonzaga Bulldogs. They will be playing either Norfolk State or Appalachian State. Um, some key players in Gonzaga, Corey Crisper and Jalen Suggs, two players for me when I've watched their games have been standing out. Uh, they were first place in the West Coast, and Jay likes to point out that the West Coast isn't a really good, isn't good division, but first is first. They're first overall for a reason. The voters thought so. Everyone ranking them thought so. So they finished 26-0, right? Um, they still don't know who they're going to play, but for me, either way, in my opinion, I think Gonzaga has an easy first game. I don't see an upset happening. Um, So that's why for me, I'm going to put Gonzaga first uh, on the bracket here. Got to put them right away. Just, just to make sure that don't forget Gonzaga will be going all the way this year, but yeah. Yeah. I, there's not too much arguing on this one with me. Uh, If the the matchup they're playing is either Norfolk or Appalachian state, number 16 seed. I really, there's no way if fans are about to buy that Gonzaga. But the only perfect team left in the nation is going to be losing yeah. to one of these two teams who will be in the first four at some point this week. Uh, I just don't see it happening. A little Canadian content for everybody who doesn't yeah. call college basketball up to date. Andrew Nebhard from Mississauga, Ontario, is playing at the University of Gonzaga. So watch out for him. I'm sure we get a lot of buckets for the Zags this tournament. Yes, sir. And then the next next game we have, we have Oklahoma, who is 15 and 10. They finished seventh in the Big 12. And they're going to be playing the number ninth overall rank in this in the West region is Missouri. And they finished 16 and nine and they're finished seventh in the Southeastern. Um, one guy who really stood out on Oklahoma was Austin Reese, who led the team in points, rebounds and assists. 
Uh, and you kind of can kind of at that other player uh, in Missouri and Drew Smith, who led the team in points, assists, and steals. So those are two guys, I think that will be the main guys in this. This is going to be a close match, obviously, because it's eight and nine seed. Um, for me personally, I think Oklahoma is going to win this one. Uh, I'm just, a, I've been a fan of Oklahoma, not in basketball, I'm not in football, but watching them in basketball, I've been a fan of them. So I think they'll win this one and move on, move on to the round of 32. And flip of the switch. I think it's going to be Missouri winning this one in the wow. SEC, just because I think they have a little bit bigger competition out there in the SEC for how much names we're going to get to very quickly soon. Um, better record than Oklahoma as well. So it, you're going to yeah, see a lot of eight, nine teams being flipped. If answer being eight, nine very close, but I think Missouri pulling off. If you want to call it an upset because it's eight, nine, I think Missouri is winning. Damn. Ah, okay. First disagreement of the night. There's going to be many of those. I think uh, the next one is Creighton. They're the fifth seed in this uh, region and they finished 20 and eight and they finished second in their conference in the big East. And they'll be playing UCSB uh, who finished 22 and four in first place in the big West. Uh, but they're only 12th ranked uh, in this one. Um, one player with Creighton who really started out, Marcus, if I'm saying this right, Marcus Zega, Zegarowski. Uh, he finished with 15. A Polish five, accent on that one, eh? Yeah, a little Polish kicking in right now. Uh, 15 points a game and four assists a game with Creighton. And one guy, another name I, it's going to be, uh, I just want to make sure I get this right, is Ja'Cory McLaughlin. <laughs> he, with USCB, US, yeah, I can't even speak right now with these names. US, UCSB. He finished with 16.2 points per game and 5.2 assists. This one, this is where I think the 12th seed is actually going to upset the fifth seed. I think USC wow. is going to win this one. So that's who I'm going to go with in this Some one. Big disrespect for the Blue Jays, eh? Mm -hmm. Big disrespect. Mm -hmm. uh, Creighton is just known to be a basketball school, and I think you yeah. got to rep that reputation. Even though the record says otherwise right now with UCSB being 22-4 and four and finishing first in the Big West Conference. I'm sticking with the Crichton Blue Jays. My man, Kazi, shout out Brock Spima, oh, yeah. Crichton alum. I am going with the Crichton Blue Jays. You're, uh, just for the viewers here, you're seeing Malcolm's bracket right now. So if you yeah. see me looking away, I'm filling up my own as we go. But both of me and Malcolm's brackets will be posted to Pure Finesse to see. You know, if you're not sure, if you're not sure, take a look at the brackets here for a little bit of uh, advice. Yeah. Because, yeah, we're going to get into the prizes and stuff later at the end. Um, the next one, we have Virginia, who is fourth in this region. They finished 18-6 and six in first in the Atlantic Coast. And they're going to be playing Ohio, who is 13th. And <laughs> they're 16-7, and seven, and they finished sixth in the MAC East. One guy that really stands out with Virginia is Sam Hauser. I think I'm saying that right, too. 16 points and 6.7 boards. Uh, for this one, I think for me, Virginia has been a good basketball school ever since I started watching college basketball. I guess um, they're the reigning champions, I guess, eh? Yeah. Oh, yeah. I forgot because no March champions. Madness last year, I guess they're, I guess yeah. they're the reigning champions. Uh, I would guess, yeah, like I guess you fall? have to call them that. So uh, the, with the reigning champions, I'm going to pick them for the first round. Yeah, I think so too. Um, they have that pedigree, if you want to call it pedigree for having the reigning champions without yeah. having one last year. Um, they know how to get it done. They've had a couple of hiccups along the way this year. You know, it hasn't been pretty. They did win the ACC conference, which we'll get to in a second, because some of the teams that have won conferences have not won the conferences in decades. Yeah. So Virginia, I think that's going to benefit Virginia Longland now that they've lost. Now they don't have to worry about losing again. So I will be going with the Cavaliers in round one. Um, the next game we have, we have USC, who has finished 22-7 and seven and second in the Pac-12. 
versus either Wichita State or Drake, who will be the 11th uh, seed in the West region. Um, some guys on the U.S. One guy that stands on USC is uh, Evan Mobley. Should be a top Campbell. five pick in the draft. Yeah, I think so, too. He almost averaged 17 points per game and 8.6 boards uh, with USC. When, for me, I've been a fan of Wichita State, so I really hope they beat Drake and make it. I, I like Wichita State. They have two guys that really stood out for me with uh, Tyson Etienne, who finished with 17 points per game. And I almost said Aaron Travis. to the Travis Etienne football fortune. Yeah, I was going to say, I almost messed that up there. And then uh, another guy, Alteric Gilbert, who finished with uh, 4.1 assists and seven point. Uh, and 1.5 steals with Wichita State. They've just been a team for me. Like, I would pick them almost every t- every year. I'd make a couple brackets. I'd pick one Gonzaga winning and one Wichita State winning. But this year, I don't know. Wichita State, um, they're going to be tough if they win against Drake. It's going to be tough against USC, so I'm going to pick USC to win. Yeah, I'm sure for us growing up as kids, we always saw Wichita State always being up there in March yeah. Madness, uh, being the Final Four one year back in, I want to say, 2013. Yeah. Uh, Fred Van Fleet, yeah. Rob Baker, two absolute studs on Wichita State. But they fired Greg Marshall, so he's been the mainstay there for a very long time. So the program's trying to take him a hit. But USC, I think, is one of the more underrated teams being a sixth seed just because of the Pac-12 didn't play very well. And they have a top five pick in the draft, Evan Mobley, right? So they're going to be looked at to make some noise, and I think they're going to be winning the first round, like you said, USC, baby. Yeah. Uh, next game, we have Kansas. Uh, another good team who's always pretty good, in my opinion. They finished 20 and 8 and second in the Big 12. And they're going to be uh, facing Eastern Washington, who finished 16 and 7 and third in the Big Sky. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Kansas has David McCormick. He's getting 13.4 points per game. He's shooting 51% uh, from the field, 80% from free throw, and 100% from three point. But I don't know how many three pointers he's actually been I was going to say, that might be a little skewed, but yeah, pretty cool to tell your grandkids four. one day. Exactly. He's one of those big forwards, so I don't know how many he's taken. And then they also have oh, I can't, uh, okay. Ochai Agbaji, who's finished, who has 14.2 points per game with Kansas. I just think Kansas is going to win this one. I don't think Eastern Washington really stands a chance. Um, and to think it's, this one's one of the ones I think everyone will be picking Kansas. Yeah, I think it's a lot too. Just want to say, Bill Self, this is going to be his 22nd straight March Madness tournament. So 22nd? He knows how to get it done. Oh my goodness. Um, and then on to the next one, then we have uh, Oregon, who finished 20 and six and first in the Pac 12. And they're going to be playing VCU, who finished 19 and seven, and second, the Atlantic 10. Uh, guy in v- on, a guy in Oregon who's pretty good is Chris Dwart, uh, who finished 16.7 points per game, 2.3 assists, and close to two steals and a block per game. And he led, te- he led his team in all of those categories. So he's one guy, obviously, in Oregon to look out for. And then on the other side in VCU, they have Nashon Highland, who had close to 20 points per game and two steals a game, along with Hayson Ward, who had uh, 2.4 blocks and shot 58% from the field. I feel like like, this one's going to be a closer one than everyone thinks, but I still think Oregon's going to edge out and win this one. See, I'm going to flip the script, too. I'm going with the VCU. I'm going with VCU. I like it. They still have that shock and smart mentality. They still have him. You know he's not there right now, but he still has that mentality in that team. And I think you can't ignore 19.4 points per game. So I'll be going with VCU. Sorry, Ducks fans. Uh, I was debating that too, but I just think Oregon's going to edge it out. And then uh, the last one in the West region, we have Iowa, who finished 21-8 and and third in the Big Ten, uh, playing Grand Canyon, who was 17-6 and and first in Western Atlantic. Uh, Iowa had Luca Garza, uh, who led the team. Absolute stud. 
23.7 points per game, 8.8 rebounds, and 1.7 blocks in Iowa, in Iowa. That's just insane to be getting 20-plus averaging in college basketball because you know these games aren't super high scoring. Um, for me, I just think with Luka Garza on the team, I think uh, Iowa is going to win this one. Yeah, I don't think there's any arguments with this one, too. Uh, Luka Garza should be getting looks at the Wooden Award this year as the best college football, college basketball player. So I think they're poised for a deep <laughs> run with the Hawkeyes. I like the Hawkeyes. Yeah. Uh, and now on to the East region. We finished with the West region. The first one, we have the Michigan, who finished 20 and 4, first in the Big Ten. And they're going to be playing either Mount St. Mary's or Texas Southern. Uh, Michigan, they have Hunter Dickinson with 14.2 points per game and 7.6 boards and 1.4 blocks to lead the team in all those categories as well. And he's shooting 60% too from the field. I think Michigan, they're one seed, right? I just think this is one that's kind of a lock in my opinion. Yeah. If you haven't seen Hunter Dickinson play, he's seven foot one freshman. He's an absolute unit. You know, most of the, uh, yeah teams here don't really have anyone that can cover a seven foot one freshman center that moves like Hunter Dickinson. He's going to have his way with a lot of teams and Mountain St. Mary's and Texas Southern, I think are both of them are going to be one of those teams. So I think it's an absolute loss, like you said, to have the university of Michigan picked, but one guy that they're going to be missing, I think for the bulk of this tournament is Isaiah livers who has a broken foot. So he's going to be missed because he is definitely going to be the, was the number two guy behind Hunter Dickinson. So it's going to be a big loss for the Wolverines for this tournament for sure. Yeah, yeah, and on to the next one. This one is going to be a close one, too. Um, we have LSU, who finished 18-9, and nine, uh, third in Southeastern versus St. Uh, Bona, Bonaventure. Uh, Bonaventure. Oh, 16. what the French on a little twist you know, on French that, eh? There. 16 and four. French kiss. First the Atlantic 10. Yeah, well, come on. I did French immersion all of high school. Not a big um, deal. LSU, they have Cameron Thomas, who finished with 22.8 points per game. Uh, they also had Javante Smith, who finished with 15.7 points, four assists, and 1.4 steals. On the other side, uh, on the other team, they have Kyle Lofton, who had 14.2 points per game, 5.5 assists, and 1.5 steals per game, along with another guy who played good defensively as well is Osun Osunini. Uh, he finished with 10.3 points, but 9.3 boards per game and 2.8 blocks per game. Uh, for me, I'm going to be picking the French St. Bonaventure. Wow. To win this game. I think they'll be edging out when they're winning this one. That is a upset to say the least. Yeah. I'll be going with the LSU Tigers. They just made the SEC title game for the first time. And who knows how long against Alabama didn't get it done, but I think they got their poise for a good run. I am going go Tigers. LSU. Uh, stick the football. Um, the next one, we have Colorado finished 22 and eight, third in the Pac-12, playing Georgetown 13 and 12 and eighth in the Big East. Uh, not a really outstanding record there to look at, uh, but in whoa, Colorado, they have- Whoa, 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 You cannot be knocking the Georgetown Hoyas right now. They are the Big East champions, man. Cannot knock Georgetown. Can't do I, I, it. I'm, I'm knocking them down. McKinley Wright, the fourth on Colorado, he had 15.5 points. Doesn't even name key players for the Georgetown Hoyas. Nope. Wow, he is riding them off. This is me saying Colorado is going to win this one. I I don't like – for some reason, I just never liked Georgetown. I'm not going to lie. You know who the coach is of the Georgetown Hoyas? No, who's the coach? Patrick Ewing, the New York Knicks legend. I don't like them even more now. Holy – I'm picking the upset to go with the Big East champion, 
Georgetown Hoyas. Absolutely. Yeah. And 10 days out of the week, I'm going with Georgetown. Well, you'll see when Colorado wins. That's like when Colorado winning is more of an upset in my opinion. Hey, spoiler alert, Georgetown is my Cinderella team. You keep, as we keep going, uh, not to win it all. Let's relax with that talk. I was gonna as say, we keep going yeah. through the rounds here today, you'll be seeing Georgetown's and you'll be hearing Georgetown's name a little bit more. Carry on. We shouldn't be, but okay. Next one, we have Florida State uh, finished 16 and six, second in the Atlantic Coast. Uh, they're going to be playing UNC Greensboro, 21 and eight, and first in the Southern. Uh, in Florida State, they had Scotty Barnes, who finished with 11 points, four points. Another high pick in the NF- NBA draft, too, I might add. Yep. Along with MJ Walker, who uh, scored 13 points a game and shot 44 from the field and three point uh, field as well. For me, I think Florida State's going to win this one, even though I think, in my opinion, too, I think UNC Greensboro is going to put up a good fight, but I think Florida State comes out and wins this one. I think so, too, Malcolm. I think there's something else to debate here. Uh, UNC Greensboro, what? The Southern Conference? I don't think I've – I'm sorry, but I haven't heard of the Southern Conference in my 20 years of being on this earth. So I'm going with the proven team in Florida State to pull off this win. Yep. Um, next game, we got BYU, and that was the second team in the West Coast. Oh, let's Gonzaga. relax 20, there that you think the West Coast Conference is a record, deep league. Let's 20 relax. And six record. Um, they're going to be playing either Michigan State or UCLA. I was going to um, say, can we just hold on? Can you believe that MSU yeah. or UCLA is going to be an 11 seed in March Madness? I was going to say the same thing. I was look, When I was looking at it, I'm like, why? Like, how they're fighting for a spot, both those teams? That's just insane to me that both of them are just fighting to get into the tournament. So they have to play against each other. We'll see what happens. But in BYU, they have Alex Barcelo, who has 16 points per game, 4.5 assists, and one steal, um, shooting 52% from the field and 48 from three. So he's one guy to look out for. And then on the other side, in Michigan State, one guy that really looked up for me in Michigan State was Aaron Henry, who's finishing with 15.3 points, 5.7 boards, uh, 3.5 steals, and 1.3 no, three and a half assists and 1.3 steals. My bad. I was going to say that's a lot of steals. But in this <laughs> one, it's it's tough for me to pick, you know, because I, I really right, like okay. I think Michigan State might, like, if they if they beat UCLA, I think they have a chance of being BYU. But it's a close one because BYU's been a good team all year, second in a great conference. So um, let's, let's relax with the great conference talk, please. This one, I'm going to have to like flip a coin for this one, man. No, no, I'm going to go BYU. The, the conference lives on the West Coast, baby. <laughs> BYU. Yeah, I'm, I'm going to go with BYU as well. I mean, Michigan State did beat Ohio State in the regular season. Yeah. Other than that, either MSU or UCLA don't have any signature wins to their name. No. And BYU's had to play Gonzaga a couple times this year, right? So they're getting pretty nice, pretty good tests there. Exactly. But uh, you're looking at three other losses in a pretty terrible West Coast conference, other than Gonzaga. So. <sighs> I don't think they're making it very far past round one. Uh, almost clo- almost closing off with this East region now. Uh, we have Texas, uh, who finished 19-7 and seven and third in the Big 12. They're going to be playing Abilene Christian, who are 23-4 and four and second in Southland uh, Conference. In Texas, they have Matt Coleman, who – Matt Coleman the third, who had 13.3 points and four assists, along with uh, one in, 1.2 steals. And they also had another guy, Andrew Jones, who led the team in scoring with 14.6 points a game. For me, I think this one's uh, Texas. I don't think Abilene Christian. They do have a good record. Don't get me wrong. They have a 23-4 and four record. But I think Texas is going to come out and win this one. Absolutely. Shaka Smart. 
and the Texas Longhorns, your yeah. Big 12 champions, will yeah. be winning this one handily. Exactly. Um, second last one here in the East, we have UConn, who finished 15 and 7 and third in the Big East. Uh, they're going to be playing Maryland, who are 16 and 13 uh, and ninth in the Big 10. In UConn, they have RJ Cole, who finished with 12.3 points, 4.4 assists, and 1.2 steals. And they also had James Boog Boo Knight, who finished with 19 points a game, uh, which is pretty impressive. And then in Maryland, they had uh, Aaron Wiggins with 14 points, six boards, and two and a half, st- two and a half assists, along with one steal per game. Uh, that's pretty impressive, putting up those numbers, I think. For me, I'm going to say, I'm going to say Maryland comes out and uh, causes this little upset here. So I think Maryland will win it with Aaron Wiggins. I think otherwise, um, 16 and 13 is a pretty terrible record, to tell you the truth, when it comes to college basketball. Even though how stacked the Big Ten was last year, or this year, I'll be going with the proven basketball school in the UConn Huskies. Okay, and then the last in the East, we have Alabama. Crimson Tide, 24 and 6, first in Southwestern, and they're going to be playing Iona. Uh, 12, who finished 12 and 5 and third in the Metro Atlantic Athletic. Um, in Alabama, they have Herbert Jones, who finished with 11 and 11.2 points, six and a half boards, three and a half uh, assists, and close to two steals per game. And they also had uh, and a block per game. And they have Jaden Shackleford, who finished with 14 points a game, who led the team. I think Alabama is going to win this one. Uh, I don't know. They only they only played 17 games this year, so no, so, yeah, 17 games. So I don't know how confident I am if I were to pick them as an upset team. So I'm going with Alabama. Yeah, this is not football we're talking about here. Alabama yeah. being a good team. This is not football. Yeah. Um, so roll tide. Roll tide for right now. Um, they should be poised for a very, very deep March Madness run, to say the least. But now, Malcolm, we're going to the Big South in March Madness here. Our number one seed, Baylor Bears, going up to take on the Hartford Hawks, who are your America East Conference champions big stuff i know so the baylor bears were finished first in the big 12 conference uh 22 and 2 record but lost to oklahoma state in the big 12 tournament semifinal the only other loss in their season came to the kansas jayhawks some big wins against illinois oklahoma texas tech oklahoma state texas and west virginia you keep naming them off baylor's has been number two in the country for most of the season him and then michigan and flip-flopping and their star player is Jared Butler, averaging just over 17 yeah. points per game. So do you see any scenario that Baylor's pulling off or Hartford, excuse me, is going to pull off an upset? No, I'm going Baylor all the way for this one. I think this is a team, too, that for me is going to make a deep playoff, a, a deep uh, March Madness run. So I'm going to pick them here to win easily. Yes, no arguments there. Next matchup yeah. sees the eighth seed, North Carolina Tar Heels going up against the ninth seeded Wisconsin Badgers, Carolina finishing with a season of 18 and 10, finishing fifth in the ACC conference. No really bad losses to talk about except the loss to Marquette, but yeah. did beat Florida State. But every other team that was supposed to beat them, they did. Um, they did not have a season. I think a lot of UNC fans would imagine, Roy Williams would imagine, at 18 and 10 and being only an eight seed in the March Madness tournament. But their key player to watch out for the tournament is Garrison Brooks. Um, he's an absolute, he doesn't have any flashy numbers, but plays the game the right way. And for Wisconsin side of the thing, side of the spectrum, they finished seventh in the Big Ten Conference. But the Big Ten 
is the best conference in college basketball, whether your West Coast Conference has to like it or not. The Big Ten right now is the best conference in college basketball this season. They lost by 10 points to Penn State, who has an under 500 record, but they did beat Michigan State by nine. And their big, their big boy player, Demetric Trice, guard from Wisconsin, averaging 13.7 points per game and just four and four, excuse me, assists per game. So, Malcolm, who, who are you going with the 8 9 flip? I know this one, I, uh, I'm leaning more towards Wisconsin to win this one. Um, I think they're going to pull off this little upset, you could say, since they're the ninth seed, but I'm going to go with Wisconsin. I think so as well. I think they're going to pull off the win as well. Um, it just, I think the talent, their records kind of skewed just because of how many games they played against very, very, very good teams yeah. in the Big Ten. So I will be going with the Badgers, not the Brock Badgers, as much people want to say it, no. The Wisconsin Badgers. Number five, our next game, sends the fifth seed, Villanova Wildcats, going up against the Winthrop Eagles. Yeah, Villanova finished first in the reg- first in the Big East in regular season, but did not finish as the champions. That crown, as you've already mentioned, went to the Georgetown Hoyas. Thank you very much. Uh, they've had some bad losses this year. They've lost to Providence and they've lost to Georgetown. That's right, lost to Georgetown, Malcolm. That's right. I- they lost to Butler by 12 and lost to St. John's University by 11. So there's some bad losses on Villanova's side of it. But their yeah. key guy who's been playing very well for them is Jeremiah Robinson Earl, who's averaging 35 minutes a game. And in college basketball, there's only there's 40 minutes. So, I mean, he's playing yeah. a lot of time. And 50.7 points per game. And they're going to be missing their star player, Colin Gillespie, who's been getting 14 points per game. He was up for the Wooden Award. Him, Luca Garza, and Cade Cunningham will get to soon. They've all were up to win the best player of the year. So sorry to see him go. But Villanova's got a very, very balanced team with four players averaging over 10 or more points per game. And on the other side of it, Winthrop Eagles finished first in the Big South Conference. Is there any way that they see Winthrop pulling off an upset? Yes, I do. Well, <laughs> and I see it because I'm putting it down. I'm thinking Winthrop is going to beat Villanova. And like you said, they are missing uh, their star player, Colin Gillespie. So I think that's going to be a play a huge factor. And I think that they can't rely on guys playing 35 minutes a game when it comes to March Madness. You got to really get everyone involved and be a good team overall. And I think Winthrop is going to be a better team come that day. Well, I thought I was going to get you with this one, but I guess not. I guess we're picking the same upset here with the Winthrop. We are. Um, Villanova's got some bad losses that I don't like very much. It does not show me very much confidence in Villanova. So I think this will be, you know, you see a lot of 12-5 upsets in March Madness, and I think this will be one of them. Yeah. That's when Throp's going to be going to the second round. That's funny. I did not expect you to say that. Of course. The next game, the fourth seed, Purdue Boilermakers going up, which probably is the best name in college basketball. The (laughs) Green Green of North Texas. Yes. So Purdue finished fourth in the Big Ten. Um, some big wins over Ohio State twice, but lost to a 10 and 17 rank, 10 and 17 record University of Miami. No. Go Canes. Yeah. Yikes. Um, so their key player is their forward, Travio Williams, who averages 15.6 points per game for Purdue. And they finished in the quarterfinals of the Big Ten Conference Championship, losing in overtime to Ohio State. So they gave the Buckeyes a really good run for their money. But the big, the best name in college basketball, the mean green of North Texas. They are the Central USA Conference champions and their key player, guard Javian Hamlet, who averages just under 15 points per game at 14.9. Are we saying back-to-back upsets? 
the way you're talking, it sounds like you are, but I'm not thinking so. I'm going to go with Purdue for this one. Uh, I know you said they mentioned that loss there uh, to Miami, but I still think they're going to have it in them. They're a good basketball school. Um, I just see them winning this one. Yeah, I'm pretty persuasive, am I not? But no, I'll be sticking with the Boilermakers or Purdue for this. Can't go against a Big Ten school in the first round, I think. I think that's just a rule of thumb for just how good the competition is there. I've said it multiple times. I'll be going with the Boilermakers. The next game sees a 17 and 10, six seed Texas Tech going up against the 11 seed, 20 and eight record Utah State. So the Red Raiders of Texas Tech finishing seventh in the Big 12. I think, were they not the runners up two years ago against Virginia? I'm pretty sure they were, right? If I can't. Yeah. So they've, they've always, they've been a mainstay so far in the recent years of March Madness. They beat Texas twice. Yeah. And they beat in Oklahoma. So they've got a couple of good signature wins. No bad losses to talk about. That's good. And the key player for them, guard Mac McClung, money good. name, 15.7 points per game. And on the other side of the court, the Utah State Aggies finished second in the Mountain West Conference, losing in the final in that conference tournament. A huge loss by 16 to BYU. Go West Coast Conference, says Malcolm. So their key player, <laughs> center Nemes. Keita, hope I'm saying that correctly, 14.8 points per game and 10 rebounds per game. So he's getting a double-double for Utah double, State. Crazy. So who are you going, the sixth seed or 11th seed? I'm still sticking with Texas Tech. Like you said, no bad flosses to talk about. Um, and We think that they've been runner-ups two years ago. I think they're just uh, too good not to make a pass the first round at least. Yeah, I think so as well. You Texas Tech. Um, I don't think is smelling upset at all. They don't really, they don't lose the teams that they're supposed to win. Unlike the Leafs last tonight, who they lost to Ottawa Senators again. Very, thank you very much. But I will see going with the Texas Tech Raiders. Yeah, nothing loves it. The next game, the third seed, Arkansas going up against 14 seeded Colgate. So Arkansas Razorbags at 22 and six, finished second in the SEC conference, losing in the semifinals. They've beaten Alabama, the two seed, and they've beaten Florida. So they got some pretty good signature wins. And again, Malcolm, no bad losses to talk about. And a key player for them, guard Moses Moody, money name as well, 17 points per game and 5.8 rebounds per game. So pretty good player to look out for for the tournament for them. And on the other side, the Colgate Raiders, the Patriot League champions. Um, no big wins, no big schools that they've played. So, I mean, it's a big wage gap in terms of competition. Am I right? Yeah, and I think I, I think you're going to agree with me too. Like I think Arkansas is going to win this one. Colgate too, they're 14-1, but they just haven't played as many games either as everyone else. Um, I just don't see an upset from them. I don't think so as well. Um, I have been very excited. Oh, no, no, I've got one more game left. The Florida, seven-seeded <laughs> Florida Gators at 14-9 and nine going up against the 10th-seeded Virginia Tech Hokies at 15-6. and six. So Florida finishing fifth in the SEC Conference. A very bad loss to a six and fifteen South Carolina Gamecocks team. Pretty abysmal loss. And their key player, guard Trey Mann, who averages just over 31 minutes per game, but has 16 points per game and 5.7 rebounds per game. And on the other side, the Virginia Tech Hokies finished third in the ACC. Some bad losses, lost to a 10 and 12 pit team, an 18-point loss to Syracuse, but they did beat Villanova. So, Malcolm, where are, you, where are you seeing this one going? I'm still going to stick with the Florida Gators. Like you said, they, uh, the Virginia Tech did beat Villanova, but that's the team that we think is going to get upset in this tournament. I don't think they're as strong as everyone, like this year, as everyone puts them out to be. So I'm going to stick with Florida for this one. 
I think so as well. SEC is a pretty good conference to deal with. Um, and I think I'm going with the better overall team in Florida. This is the game I was looking forward to saying. It's the second ranked, the Ohio State Buckeyes going up against the 15 seed Oral Roberts Golden Eagles at 16 and 10. Ohio State finished the season 21 and 9, finishing fifth in the Big Ten Conference. Big wins against Iowa and Michigan. I had a, huge, a very bad loss to the Minnesota Golden Gophers, losing by 17. And Malcolm, I could go on and on about key players on the Ohio State side of the ball, but you got to name them all. Dwayne Washington Jr., Justice Suing, and the best player in Ohio State, E.J. Liddell. They missed Kyle Young the last couple of games. He has a concussion, but he should be back ready to go for the start of the tournament. And Oral Roberts, Golden Eagles, they were your Summit League champions. Malcolm, you just want to slap me in the face and tell me Ohio State's losing in round one? No, they're not going to. I have been, I want so much, so badly I want to say that, but who are the Earl Robert Gordon Eagles? I don't even know, so I'm going with Ohio State. Uh, as well you should, right? Absolutely. Um, Ohio <laughs> State, I think, will surprise some people as, you know, they might be going a little further than some people think they will on my bracket, but that we'll save that as we keep going along. We're going to the Midwest next, and the number one seeded Illinois at 23 and 6 going up against 16 seeded Drexel at 12 and 7. So the Fighting Illinois of Illinois, big tongue twister, are your Big Ten Conference champions, beating yeah. Ohio State in the process. They've also beaten Michigan, I, and Iowa, but lost to Michigan State and oh, Michigan State during the season as well. So they're gay player, players. There's a couple guard Io. Dasanmu at playing just over 34 minutes per game and I was averaging 21 points per game. And man, Malcolm, you cannot get an I cannot get enough of watching this today of this huge guy at center, Kofi Coburn, who is an absolute machine and one bucket, averaging 17.3 points per game and 9.7 rebounds per game. And a cold-blooded check your pulse shooting guard in Trent Frazier. And on, uh, oh, yeah, 16 seed Drexel Dragons are your calling off like conference champions. Yeah, I'm just going to go Illinois State. I'm not, just not Illinois State, just Illinois. Um, like you said, all these names and all these guys that have been playing good basketball for them, I don't see an upset from Drexel whatsoever. So, Illinois it is. Absolutely, Malcolm. There is no question about that. Next game, the eighth seeded Loyola of Chicago. That's right. Remember Loyola of Chicago two years ago? Yeah. Sister Jean, I believe it was. Yep. Making their return back to the, the big dance here at March Madness. And going up against the ninth-seeded Georgia Tech Golden Jackets heir to be Chris Bosch's alma mater. So Loyola of Chicago, the Ramblers, are the Missouri Valley Conference champions. Being in the Missouri Valley, you don't see much competition. And when they did, they faulted losing to Wisconsin. But their key player at center, Cameron Crutwig, averaging 15 points per game and 6.7 rebounds per game. But on the other side of it, the Georgia Tech Golden Jackets, Malcolm, your ACC champions, beating Florida State to win it and also beating UNC along the way as well. So their key player, forward Moses Wright, averaging 17.5 points per game and eight rebounds per game. As Malcolm's checking his stats right now, who does he have coming up the victor in this one? Uh, this one's a tough one for me, honestly, to pick. Um... I want to say Georgia Tech, but I'm going to stick with Loyola 
and uh, that beautiful, beautiful run they had, or beautiful win they had a few years ago. Um, I, I feel like the whole world was talking, well, at least the, all of America was talking about it, whoever watches March Madness, because it was insane. I'm going to stick with them. Uh, this time they're playing good basketball, 24-4. and four. Uh, I don't see why I shouldn't pick them. Well, here's the reason why, because you're going up against the ACC champion Golden Georgia Tech Golden Jackets. I'm a rock gold jacket and pick Georgia Tech. The next game sees the fifth seed Tennessee Volunteers at 18 and 8 going up against the Pac-12 champion. Yes, I'm saying Pac-12 champion, Oregon State Beavers at 17 and 12, being a yeah, 17 and 12 record. And they're a conference champion. So Tennessee, fourth in the SEC. They beat Florida twice and beaten Arkansas, but lost to Kentucky and Auburn. Both teams not in March Madness. So yeah. they have a key player in guard, Jaden Springer, who averages 12.3 points per game. But, I mean, I'm still kind of in shock reading Oregon State being the Pac-12 champions. What the? Like, um, exactly. No key wins to talk about. But some bad loss, some losses to USC and the loss to UCLA raises some eyebrows. But their key player, guard Ethan Tom Ethan Thompson, averaging 15.6 points per game. So Malcolm, are you writing the hot hand of Oregon State? No, no, I'm going Tennessee. Uh, no, no, no. I think the Volunteers will win this one. I don't believe in Beavers. I think Beavers are just nasty animals, anyways. Uh, I'm going to stick with Tennessee. Well, Malcolm is speaking from the heart here, but yeah, I'll be going with the Vols over Oregon State. I think that's a pretty good run. Oregon State was on to beat the Pac-12 champions, so I think they're still riding their high, and now they're going to come back down to earth in time to take on the balls. So I will be going with Tennessee. The next game sees the fourth-seeded Oklahoma State Cowboys at 20-8 and going up against the Liberty Flames at 23-5. and Malcolm, I know you don't know much about college basketball players, but you sure know this name in Cade Cunningham. Yes, of course. And we saw him just the other day, just balling out. Um, it was, I know they lost in the finals, but he was still balling out and he had played fantastic. Uh, put everyone on notice that he's going to be one, I think, number one pick in this coming draft. So who do you think is going to win? Well, you just talked about it, right? Balling out. They just, they went and destroyed the Baylor Bears in the Big 12, champ, Big 12 tournament, like you said, ultimately losing in the finals. But they've also beat West Virginia. They beat Texas, but a bad loss to TCU. Go Horn Frogs, I might add and the Kansas Jayhawks. Yeah. So, Cade Cunningham, not much to talk about him, except he's an absolute weapon. 35.5 minutes per game, 19.8 points per game, and 6.5 rebounds per game. But they are going up against the Atlantic Sun Conference champion, Liberty Flames, okay? So, let's give them some respect. <laughs> the, the Atlantic Sun Conference champions, never heard of that before in my life. So, we'll give them some respect for being champs, but sorry, you're not making a pass, Cade Cunningham, this year. Yeah, I will second that, saying that Oklahoma State will be getting with ease into the second round. The sixth seed, San Diego State, going up against the 11th seed, Syracuse Orange at 16-9. San Diego State 23-4 are your Mountain West Conference champions. Uh, their key player, more forward, Matt Mitchell, averaging 15.4 points per game and 5.5 rebounds per game. Alongside the Syracuse Orange, who just finished eighth in the ACC, so you're not the stellar conference record you want. But key mm -hmm. forward, Alan Griffin, and guard, I can't believe I'm saying this, but Jim Beheim's <laughs> grandson, Buddy Beheim, both averaging over 14 points per game. So, Malcolm, do you go with the proven basketball school in Syracuse? 
Um, I, I don't. I don't. Uh, I did have one friend uh, back in high school who went to Syracuse to look to see if he wanted to play basketball there, and he chose no. I don't know why, but he chose no. <laughs> um, well, actually, there were reasons why. But anyways, um, I know they're a proven basketball school, but I just think San Diego, San Diego State coming off the Mountain West Conference champ as Mountain West Conference champions are going to beat them. So that's who I have winning, San Diego. I believe so as well. I think Kawhi Leonard said it best. Uh, ha, 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 for people who think they're gonna see that Syracuse is going to pull off the upset. The third seeded yeah. West Virginia Mountaineers at 18 and 9, coached by one of the most legendary coaches in basketball, college basketball history, Bob Huggins, going up against the 14 seed Moorhead State Eagles. West Virginia was a Big 12 conference finalist in the tournament, beating Texas Techs and Texas Tech and Oklahoma State along the way. But I'm sure you're happy to hear this one. They did lose to Gonzaga by five, which probably was their biggest test of the season. So key players for them is guard Miles McBride, averaging 15.5 points per game, 4.7 assists per game. And forward Derek Culver, who gets 14.6 points per game and 9.8 rebounds per game. So very close to a double-double. And Moorhead State are your Ohio Valley Conference champions. That's how they, that's how they booked their ticket into the big dance. So do you see an upset in seeing West Virginia get ousted? I'm debating it, and I don't really think – I think there's a possibility, but I think uh, West Virginia will come out and prove why they should be in the tournament and, like, why they shouldn't be upset, bro. I don't think they should be upset. I know Moorhead State, they're still conference champions, but I still believe in West Virginia in this one. Yes, I will stick with West Virginia as well. A very good veteran coach, and Bob Huggins will get him that their team ready to go and juiced up. March Madness, no, without a doubt. The seven seed, yes, I'm saying this in March Madness, the Clemson Tigers at 16 and seven, going up against the 10 seed Rutgers Scarlet Knights at 16 and seven. So both with identical records. Clemson sixth in the ACC. They've beat UNC. They've beat Alabama. They've beaten Purdue. So some three huge wins for that this program, who obviously is not known to be a basketball school. And their key player for them forward, Amir Sims, who averages 13.3 points per game. And Rutgers, six in the Big Ten. They beat Michigan State. They beat in Purdue. But no, and no, and some bad lo- some losses, but, you know, expected losses. And their key player with them, Ron Harper, no, not from the dream team, not from the Dynasty Chicago Bulls. 15.4 points per game, 5.9 rebounds per game. Malcolm, identical records. Who do you go with? Uh, I'm going to go with Clemson. I just think they have better wins overall, like more impressive wins. So that's why I'm going to go pick them. And because they're my favorite football team school. So how can I not? Of course, got to put that in there. Clemson fans since Trevor Lawrence on the team. Nice. I've been before that, but just you do you. Sean Watson there. I will be going with the Rutgers Scarlet Knights. Big Ten schools, I do not think you're losing in the first round. So I will be going with the Big Ten in round one just because how deep this conference is. I will keep saying it until this episode's over. The last game in round one sees the Houston Cougars, the second seed at 24-3 and against, I can't believe they're in the tournament, the Cleveland State Vikings, baby, at 19-7 and as a 15 seed. They make it in. So Houston is the American Conference champs. They beat Memphis twice, coached by Penny Hardaway have lost to Wichita State, and they've lost to Eastern Carolina. So some bad losses, but some of the players for them, Quentin Grimes, it's going to be a high pick in the draft, 17.7 points per game and 6.1 rebounds per game. 
And now Cleveland State punched their tickets to March Madness as they won their conference and the Horizon Conference champion. So they make it for the first time in who knows how long. So who wins this one? Houston. I think Houston will. I think Houston's going to be one of these teams that has the potential to make a deeper run than everyone expects. This is my little Cinderella story. And then I had to wait all the way till the end to kind of uh, talk about it. But I think that's, who's, that's a team that may make it past a few more teams than everyone expects. Yeah, since like you know, Houston isn't in one of the Power Five conferences, but they're in the American. Um, mm-hmm. So I think I think they're slept on a bit more than some other teams are. But hey, they're still a two seed, so they need some respect on their plate. So they mm-hmm. should be making it through round one quite easily. So since me and Malcolm have deferred on the first round, let's get Malcolm to hear his second round picks before you hear mine. Yeah, so I'm going to put them in at the same time so you guys can see. <laughs> Obviously, this one's a no-brainer. Gonzaga don't even have to think That's about no that. No-brainer. No brainer. Come on now. Really? I don't care who they're playing. Gonzaga is winning it at all. Um, my other second round, USCB versus Virginia. I think Virginia will come out and win this one. Uh, USC versus Kansas. Ooh, this one. USC or Kansas. I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go with USC to win and uh, beat Kansas. Uh, next one, you have Oregon or Iowa. I think Oregon's going to win. Uh, wow. Does not first Big Ten school out Iowa Hawkeyes. Yeah, uh, I think Oregon will stay. And I like Oregon. Oregon's been a school that I really follow too. Um, with who was it? Bull Bowl was on Oregon. Was it him? And Slim so. Dot and Chris Boucher. Yeah. Oh, and Chris Boucher. So not bad at all. This one, I know my little Bonaventure, they won the first round, but I think That's Michigan relax. will be winning against them in the second round uh colorado and florida state i'm not sold on florida state so i think colorado is going to wow so big upset there may not expect uh the west coast byu team no no i know it's texas it's texas come on i know i just want to get jake going there and then alabama and maryland i'm going to go with the crimson tide go with the crimson tide over maryland and then on the other side, we have Baylor, Wisconsin. I have Baylor winning. Baylor's been a good team that I really follow all the time. And then you have Winthrop, who Jay and I Big think upset. are going to win. Uh, but I think it's going to be Purdue over Winthrop. Uh, Texas Tech or Arkansas, I like Texas Tech. Um, they're not really oh. – uh, actually, 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 I'm looking at this more. I think – no, no, <laughs> I'm sticking with Texas Tech. I'm sticking with my – Always with his gut. No Those analytics from Malcolm. Go with your gut. There's nothing else. You got to go with your gut. Uh, Florida or uh, Ohio State, I think, is going to make Hey, you love to hear it from Mr. Govius. Yes, you do. Come on now. Come I on think now. They, they, they have to be respected. Uh, then you have Illinois or Loyola. I say Loyola. Makes Whoa! It Big upset. Big upset. Um, I think they're just going to win wow. another game. Everyone expects. And then you got Tennessee wow. or uh, Oklahoma State. Kate, uh, Kate Cunningham, please. Uh, Oklahoma. Uh, yeah, I just don't go against greatness. <laughs> um, San Diego State or West Virginia. Um, hmm. I'm going to say that'd be a big upset. I'm going to say with West Virginia and not say that because I, I have a lot of here. A little upset, so I need West Virginia and some big teams to keep it up. And then you already heard it just recently. I think Houston's going to be more teams than expected, so they're going to be Clemson and make it to the second round. Very solid picks. You know, some of them, uh, you know, Illinois losing to Loyola would be a huge 
huge upset. March Madness, baby. March Madness. <laughs> okay. But my second round shapes up as Gonzaga going up against Missouri. We'll keep Malcolm happy and get Gonzaga into the Sweet 16. Creighton Blue Jays against the Virginia Cavaliers. I don't see Virginia making it to the week, the next week. I'm going with a proven basketball school. Crichton making it. You're not even going to make it past the first round. USC against Kansas. I'm going with my man going to the draft really, really soon. I'm going with the Trojans in this one. VCU <coughs> against Iowa. Stick with the Big Ten and Luke Garza. I say they're going to the Sweet 16. Michigan, LSU. I think LSU is going to keep this game very, very close. But I will be sticking with the Michigan Wolverines. Georgetown against Florida State. You heard it here before. I am going with the Georgetown Hoyas to make it to the big sweet 16. You heard. Next, BYU against Texas. I like your reasoning. Uh, you can't bet against Texas and shock the smart. So they're going to be making it through to the Sweet 16. UConn against Alabama. I'll be rolling with the tide. I'll be picking Bama to go to the Sweet 16. Again, we go going back up to the south, Baylor, Wisconsin. No deferral from you on that one. I will be going with the Baylor Bears. Winthrop, Purdue. I think we have the same one here. I'll be sticking with the Purdue Boilermakers to make it to the next week. Texas Tech, Arkansas. I'll be going with Texas Tech as well. I just think oh, that wow. proven That's basketball right school. <laughs> I know. Florida, Ohio mean. State. Do we need to talk about this? I don't no, think so. Ohio State will be going to the Sweet 16. Illinois going up against Georgia Tech for me. I'll yeah. be sticking with the fighting Illinois. Fighting Illinois. Illinois. I, I, it's one of the weirdest names, man. It's weird. I didn't. I thought there was a typo. Okay. No, it, yeah, <laughs> it's not. You can look it up for yourself. It's. I don't understand yeah. why they named that name, but Big yeah. Ten champions for a reason. Tennessee against Oklahoma State. We respect greatness on pure finesse, so we'll be going with Cade Cunningham in Oklahoma State. Uh, San Diego State going up against West Virginia. I'm going with Bob Huggins to take them to the Sweet 16. West Virginia yeah. will be making their way there. Let's go. Uh, Ruck and the last one, Rutgers versus Houston. I'll be not differing from you as well. I'll be going with the Houston Wildcats. The right side's almost exactly the same, and their left side just completely. Oh, I know, complete whack. So we're up to the Sweet 16, Malcolm. So who are you taking to the prom? Well, you already know the Zags will be going on to the next round, beating Virginia. They'll beat anyone in their way. They'll go undefeated throughout the whole year. That's relaxing. Okay. And Oregon. Um, I'm going to go, I like Oregon, but I think this is a time where their run ends. So I think USC will be winning. Um, then you got Michigan and Colorado, uh, Michigan is going to win that one. Uh, I like Colorado, but I don't think they'll be able to beat Michigan and then Texas and Alabama. That's where Texas falls to. Uh, I mean, Alabama falls to and Texas. Wow. The tide stops there, eh? Tide stops there. Uh, then on to the other side. Baylor or Purdue. I have Purdue actually winning over Baylor. Um, I think they'll make it far. Then, oh, is there even a thing here? Don't think so. <laughs> uh, but, okay, Texas Tech or Ohio State. I'm going to put in Ohio State to win over Texas Tech. And then Oklahoma and Loyola. I have Oklahoma and the greatness. 
Well, if I can spell state, oh, I can't put the S there, whatever. And then in Houston and West Virginia, I think Houston will come out and win over West Virginia. Let me just see if I can add this here too. Well, once you do that, we'll get going with the, now my picks for the Sweet 16. I will be kicking it still with the Gonzaga Bulldogs to go to the Elite Eight over Crichton. USC, Iowa. I stick with the Big Ten and Luca Garza to go to yeah. the Elite Eight. I'll be going with the Iowa Hawkeyes. Michigan, Georgetown. Yes, Georgetown is going to be in the Sweet 16. You heard it here first. They will be playing Michigan. I think that's where their Cinderella run ends. I will be going with the Michigan Wolverines. Texas, Alabama. I'm rolling with the Tide to make it to the Elite Eight and face Michigan. So go Tide on that one. Baylor, Purdue. I will be sticking with the Bears to go to the Elite Eight, unlike Malcolm. Texas Man. Tech, Ohio State. Uh, he's he's typing it in for me. The Ohio yeah. State Buckeyes will be making it through. Illinois versus Oklahoma State. This is where the superb run of Cade Cunningham ends. I'll be going with the Fighting Illinois to make it to the Elite Eight, which leaves my last one, West Virginia versus Houston. I'll be sticking with the Cougars to make it through and beating West Virginia. Malcolm, we are at now the Elite Eight. Who makes the Final Four? Who makes the Final Four? We already know my number one. Yeah, let's relax, relax. Come on now, go Bulldogs. And then you got Michigan and Texas, and that one is going to be a close game. Oh, and I'm going to go with Texas winning over wow, Michigan. Wow, we're turning back the clock. Yep. And then over here in Ohio State against Purdue. <sighs> ah, I'm going to go with Purdue. And that's really? where the literal uh, fairy tale ends there. And then obviously here. <laughs> Wait a second. Purdue's <laughs> making the Final Four? Yeah, you heard oh, it no, here. No, no, no. Oh, no, 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 no. Oh, yeah, baby. Purdue's making the Final Four, and they're going to be playing Oklahoma State, who, unfortunately, will be beating Houston. Wow. Sticking with Cade Cunningham to make it to the Final Four, eh? Yes, sir. So, Gonzaga versus Iowa in the Elite Eight. We'll keep Malcolm happy and pick the Gonzaga Bulldogs to go to the Final Four. Michigan, Alabama in the Elite Eight. I will be going with the one-seed Michigan Wolverines, Hunter Dickinson. Was going to have a field day against Alabama. Baylor versus Ohio State. Go Bucks. We're going to the Final Four for the first time since 2011. And then Illinois versus Houston. I'll be going with the Cougars to make the first American team, American conference team to make the Final Four in quite a long time. So, Malcolm, we are at our Final Four. I think we kind of know who's going to be on this, the final on the left side of your bracket. But the more interesting question is who is making it on the other side? Well, I don't think it's going to be Purdue. I think Oklahoma State and Kate Cunningham and just how good he's been. It's going to be one of those stories where he's good in college and he's going to be good in the NBA. Uh, you don't see a lot of guys who win in college and go up to win in the NBA as well. So I'm going with Kate Cunningham. Wow. And- Gonzaga. OK State in the finals. Sure. Well, Malcolm, I hope we have some tissues. Because <laughs> no. Where no. the West Coast Conference Gonzaga Bulldogs' run as an undefeated team will end. And the Michigan Wolverines will be beating your Gonzaga Bulldogs in the final four to make it to the national championship. Oh. And you wonder who they might be going up against? And this is not a homer bias pick. 
but you're going to oh, see God. the best rivalry in college football, college sports, <laughs> in the national championship. Yes, Ohio State is going to the natty. No. 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 So, Malcolm, your final sees the Gonzaga Bulldogs going up against the Oklahoma State Cowboys. And, Malcolm, I think there's no surprise to nobody if they haven't listened to this already that you have the Gonzaga Bulldogs winning. Exactly. No doubt about it. And I want to hear your non-homer pick. Here. Well, I could never, ever pick the Michigan Wolverines, that okay. team up north, to not beat the Ohio State Buckeyes. The season series is one apiece. So it's going to be one heck of a matchup, but you've I'm wrapping them on my chest. The Ohio State Buckeyes will be your 2021 NCAA basketball national champions. Yes, you heard it here first on Pure Finesse. And uh, so do you want to get into kind of what the prizes are going to be now and what they have to do? To well, kind of enter in this so game. because I'm sure everyone's been eagerly waiting because we've been leaving them suspensefully for the last couple of episodes. But there will be a $100 e transfer prize to the person. Oh, yeah, nice one there, Vanna White, for the person who submits the most correct picks on a bracket. So you will be able to find a lovely PDF copy of the Pure Finesse bracket on purefinessports.com and through our Instagram page. We'll see the link in the description, in the bio and in the description on the YouTube video. Or if you may other like as well, we will have a Word document available. So you can do what me and Malcolm just did and fill in the brackets. And the way to submit a bracket is to, if you know how to get a reach of me and Malcolm personally, you are able to do that as well, but we would much likely prefer a DM on Pure Finesse on Instagram, being Pure Finesse Sports. We'll leave that in the description as well. Screenshot it. has it. to be a Pure Finesse bracket, too. That well, you I mean, I, okay, you want to get real precise about that one. But <laughs> if just send a screenshot or email to one of me and Malcolm, if you want to text us, you can do that as well. Or send a screenshot to Pure Finesse Sports on Instagram. I think it'll be a lot of entrance, so May the best person win, and $100 will be given out, unlike the – what? what was it? I was going to say, yeah. what did we have? Oh, it was like the predict the score. Yeah, There wasn't a winner for that one, but there will be a guaranteed winner guaranteed for this goal. giveaway. So me and Malcolm will have a little bit of stuff lighter in our pockets. But, hey, maybe me and you will win. I'm going to win probably. Can't help us here. So we will be live after every round of March Madness to break down – each game and as well how you will find out your placement you're going to have to tune into pure finesse here on youtube or on anywhere you catch your podcast because we will be given the live results after each round who is leading after each round so stay tuned to hear on pure finesse oh and as well you have until the first game of march madness on friday to submit your brackets so you have all week picking up get ready that's going to be awesome. So until then, it's Jacob and Cole.